This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Here's a question for you. What is your favorite place to travel in Canada? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you answer, there's a caveat. Beyond the notable tourist destinations, what is your favorite place to travel in Canada? This can be an easy question to answer, or it can be a hard one, depending how often you get oot and a boot. There's a lot of gems across the country that get overlooked, and that's exactly what McLean's Magazine is exploring in a recent travel feature entitled Off the Beaten Path. Dawn Dickinson is the content curator of McLean's Magazine on AMI-audio. She has a lot to say on this subject, and so do I. Good morning, Dawn. Hi there, Dave. How are you? Don, I am excellent. I love this topic. Just before we jump into the uh, under, the overlooked, to your mind, what are some of the major tourist beds that uh, may hog the spotlight in Canada? Well, there's, there's a lot, obviously. You know, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, all those guys, yeah, right? Yeah, but, you I know, could, one of the I, ones I that could, was... I could spend an hour and 40 minutes, the next hour and 40 minutes, talking about how much I love Vancouver. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And and to your earlier point, I happen to love Toronto, Dave. Oh. <laughs> uh, Don, don't pull back the curtain too much here. I just like people to know that even though the show is based in Toronto, that at least someone's willing to uh, shake a rattle at it sometimes on the show. <laughs> you know, this is a national television program, Don. It's very important to sometimes take shots at the center of the universe. I know, but I was born here. I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I do think there is something to be said for people who've been here for maybe 20 or 25 years or or longer. Yeah, 29 in your case, Don. Um, oh, that, thank uh, you, <laughs> uh, that, uh, that like I think maybe there's something about like a familiarity and comfort with the city. But I think for people like me who've only been here for three years, it's like oh man, concrete and glass everywhere and just very very peoplely. Anyway, enough <laughs> about Toronto. Uh, this this segment is specifically supposed to be not about Toronto. So the, the this particular edition of the magazine has 10 surprising destinations. There's not enough time to talk about all 10, but there's a few that jumped off the list for you and a few that jumped off the list for me. So let's kind of go one at a time, Don. Why did Whitehorse jump off the page for you? Well, I, I was really surprised at some of the stats. Um, first of all, it's a population of uh, 30,000 people. Mm. It has a small town feel, which is, when you think about it, 30,000 people, that's not exactly a small town. But but it, it, according to the author of this article, it does have a small town feel. But really, um, they're saying that it has a very vibrant arts and culture scene and even participates in Nuit Blanche, which I thought was really interesting. You yeah. know, because you think of that as a very, uh, you know, like uh, Toronto, Montreal kind of uh, scene, you know? Yeah, I I was blown away with the week I spent in uh, Whitehorse a couple of years ago to film a travel documentary. Like you said, small town vibe, but a lot of amenities and sort of modernism where modernism is appropriate. 
and mm -hmm. a little bit of like throwback and rustic where that's appropriate too. Indoorsman, outdoorsman, I really enjoyed it. That said, I was there in June. I don't know about 24 hours of darkness in the middle of January. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and, yeah. I, and, I'm, and I'm a prince of darkness over here. I don't like the sun. <laughs> well, yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. They, it, it would take some getting used to, I would imagine. But, you know, what the hey, you could try it out. For sure. Don, speaking of the nor, or the north, <laughs> I'm, I'm working ahead there. You also found the feature about Le Cote Nord in Quebec to be quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was really blown away by the stats on, um, you know, the 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 uh, nature in the area. Uh, Thirteen species uh, of whales in the area, including humpbacks um, and uh, belugas, and the very hard to spot blue whales. Um, whale watching tours depart regularly from towns along the water, and sharp-eyed landlubbers, I love that word, landlubbers, <laughs> can often catch glimpses of uh, hunting minks and so really i mean that that alone would draw me to that area i think i would uh and and there's some very uh lovely islands in the area that you can stay on mm -hmm. uh, they've uh, they've developed it a little more over the over the pandemic and of course that that was your earlier point in the earlier segment a lot of these smaller areas have been developed over the pandemic because there's been such an influx of uh people leaving the larger cities and going to smaller areas so don I also found one of the Quebec features to be really interesting. That's the north. That's the north of Quebec. I'm going to southeastern Quebec in the Bas Saint Laurent area. So that's southeastern Quebec. Let's say you were driving to New Brunswick from, say, Montreal or Quebec City, you would pass through the Bas Saint Laurent. And I want to give a huge shout out to one of my oldest and best friends, Caitlin Walsh Miller, who wrote this article. Kate is just an amazing journalist who covers a wide range of national interest topics. Caitlin Walsh Miller, one of the best in the business. So I was delighted to see her blurb and her feature featured in the special edition of McLean's magazine, but also more specifically, very similar to your thought about Le Cote Nord in Quebec, the, uh, the northern part of the province and the natural mm -hmm. beauty. It's the same thing as you're working your way through the eastern part of the province. And there's so much incredible shoreline and water and nature that is just a natural butte. But what I didn't know, and Kate featured this in her feature, wineries and food <laughs> and culture, like the things that actually make a travel experience extra pleasurable, what I would sort of call the amenity of it all. Yes, absolutely, Dave, absolutely. What was your other choice, Dave? So the other one I had was Seashilt, British Columbia. What's really cool about Seashilt, it's on the Sunshine Coast. You can get there in less than two hours from downtown Vancouver. And, and the only way you can get there from downtown Vancouver, unless you're going to fly, involves a ferry. And these BC ferry rides from the north part of Vancouver onto the coast, it's only about an hour, but I just love riding on the boat, Don, and it's just top tier. I, forgive me for one second here. I'm going to turn to the big screen that I have in my studio here because our uh, production room has thrown up a picture that I took from the Sunshine Coast off my uncle's balcony, which is at the wow. top of the hill in Seashilt at sunset 
overlooking the cove of the Pacific Ocean with a bit of purple and yellow and blue in the skyline overlooking the mountains surrounding the cove. There's these beautiful green conifer trees alongside just sort of a lot of rocks and nature. Don, Seashield, British Columbia is a place that I would recommend anybody go visit, but I've had a chance to visit a number of times to spend time with my uh, my uncle and my late aunt, Rosemary, and I've just had some of the most wonderful times, not just spending time with family, but meeting people who truly care about community, whether they're young or they're old, there's a very vibrant coming together and knowing your neighbors, and I know that that exists in a lot of places in Canada, but as someone who's been a condo dweller for the better part of uh, a decade and a half now, you kind of forget what it means to spend time on a deck with neighbors and that special connection. So that's why Seashult really spoke to me. Wow. Wow. I think you had an interesting experience with wildlife there, didn't you? I uh, definitely uh, found some bear poop uh, outside my <laughs> uncle's uh, yard one morning, which was, uh, I'm going to call it mildly concerning. Uh, Don, <laughs> you had one more that jumped out to you. And, and, I, and this sort of goes to Laura's point from the previous segment, that I don't know if this place is overlooked or underrated, but St. John's, Newfoundland. Yeah, well, we were out there about a decade ago uh, for um, for Ross's graduation ceremony, actually probably more than a decade now. And, you know, we did all the typical things and, uh, and uh, you know, we, we, we went to all the typical places and whatnot. But the article is saying that it's really, really changed, um, uh, you know, much more diverse. And uh, some 2,500 immigrants came to the province between 2022 and 2023. That's something. I mean, they, they really had a an influx of people coming in, you know. Fresh culture, so, yeah. Like a, fre- yeah. A, fresh, a fresh influx of culture into the city. Yeah, and what that means, Dave, is that they've had, um, you know, those those folks that are coming in, they're bringing new tastes, they're bringing uh, new restaurants, um, and this is a really interesting fact. Newfoundland is, is the only province in Canada where restaurants can legally shoot and serve game to customers. Oh. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that wild? <laughs> literally quite wild. It's literally wild. Uh, Don, got to be a little quick on this one. I do want to shout out at least a couple places that didn't make this list. And I don't know that they're overlooked, but as I've explained before, as somebody who's legally blind, who can't drive, a lot of my travel does tend to be limited to cities. And there's a couple cities in the prairies that I think deserve some love. I think a city like Winnipeg is criminally underrated as a place to go visit. Maybe not in the depths of winter, but I really find every time I go to Winnipeg, I have a wonderful experience because there's artisan culture that trickles in across the whole city. So it's not it's about artisan food and artisan bakeries and artisan restaurants. And there's folk music and there's hip hop music and there's music studios. It's become a very arts hub of the prairies and I love, love, love Winnipeg. And I visited Calgary earlier this year and maybe it's not quite as artsy as Winnipeg, but Dawn, I was blown away by how friendly the people were, but also how clean the city was. Holy smokes, was Calgary a clean city. So Dawn, what's a recommendation that you have that maybe wasn't part of these uh, 10 cities or 10 destinations? Well, you know, I, 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 it, it, it's very typical uh, when it comes to recommendations. But when we did the Cabot Trail, it was the most ex- 
amazing experience I think I've ever had. And we did the very, very typical thing. We we got a convertible. We oh. rented a <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We rented a car, uh, a convertible, and we took it up. The whole we did we spent five probably six actually now that I think of it days doing the Cabot Trail and we stayed in bed and breakfasts and oh my god it was absolutely stunning I mean there's a reason why they use it for commercials for car commercials right yeah it's just stunning Hey, I like that. A couple recommendations here. We'll open up a new branch of Dave Brown Consulting. It'll be the Dickinson Brown <laughs> Travel Agency. Don, <laughs> thank you for this. You're great. Okay, thank you, Dave. Bye-bye. That's Don Dickinson, content curator for McLean's Magazine on AMI-audio. You can find that show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-audio. Coming up after the break, the TD Lab has introduced a free online plug-in for people with disabilities. Samantha Estuesta tells you all about the TD Accessibility Adapter. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.